Welcome to Beyond Standards, your source for authentic discussions about the world of teaching. Get ready to explore challenges, share inspiring stories, and discover strategies that will empower you to make a lasting impact on your students. Here are your hosts, who are trying to master the fine art of maintaining their sanity while managing a classroom, Joe Rohrhoff and Jeff Bologna. Welcome back, teachers, to another episode of Beyond Standards, the podcast that dives deep into the reality of teaching, embracing the highs, the lows, and everything in between. I'm Joe Rohrhoff, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jeff Bologna. And as we record this, we're just one day before Thanksgiving and looking forward to this long weekend that we have off. Uh, Jeff, what do you got going on this weekend? Nothing major, Joe. You know, we've got a small little family gathering tomorrow on Thanksgiving, but I'm just excited to just be able to wake up and uh, not have to rush to school in the morning. You know, you can sit on the couch, watch some college and high school football, drink coffee and uh, not have to worry about things. But this is my favorite time of year, Joe. It's when teacher math kicks in. Right. And teacher math is, hey, we made it to Thanksgiving. Four weeks is Christmas break, and then we got a couple days, and then you got MLK Day off, and then next thing you know, the year's over. So the school year's basically over for us, Joe. It's just that wacky time of year. Yeah, we're right there. We're, it is right around the corner, and I, I, that's a good point because it's a grind to get here. Like To get to Thanksgiving, there's no real breaks in, up to Thanksgiving, and this is the first year we've had that Wednesday, today off of school. Usually we go to school Wednesday, get Thursday, Friday off, and I can tell you this is great. I could get used to this because – you know, the kids are chaotic this week to begin with and just having one less day uh, to deal with them and one more day to kind of recharge your batteries is definitely a good thing. Yeah. And yesterday was a good day at our school, Joe. You know, we had the turkey trot, even though the weather was bad. There was a good group of kids that went outside to run our one mile course in the in the drizzle, including yourself. I think you won yeah. your age group, didn't you? I did. This is the seventh year in a row. Um, I'm now in the 40 and over category. So uh, it was a it was a big win for me. I was <laughs> like, I was telling the kids that, and they're like, you know, you also got last in your age group, Mr. Rohoff. I'm like, yeah, but I'm going home with a gold medal. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. All right. With Thanksgiving around the corner, uh, we're going to take a moment today to reflect on the things that we're thankful for in the world of education. And today we've got two special guests that are joining us to share their gratitude. And first up is a remarkable teacher who's been navigating the classroom trenches just like us. And our second guest is a sixth grade superstar who's going to give us a fresh point of view on what students are thankful for this time of year. And in this episode, we hope to showcase some meaningful teacher tools as we're each going to reveal one classroom resource that we're thankful for. And hopefully the teachers out there can, you know, get a a nice takeaway tip, uh, a resource we've got you know, teachers from different levels, different content areas in here today. And after that, we're going to, you know, display our gratitude that one aspect of our job that really just makes us thankful for what we do. And it can be something, you know, anywhere in the education world, whether it's specific to us or education in general, we're each going to share one piece of gratitude that we have towards that. But Jeff, I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce our first guest. Interesting. Um, you, Joe, I'm going to go back. You said a remarkable teacher and a sixth grade superstar. So I must have, I'm like confused at the, the two guests today because those I'm like remarkable teacher. I don't know. We have a remarkable <laughs> teacher here with us. Superstar, maybe, but I don't know. You know, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, 
the uh, we have a, a great guest with us. Um, was a colleague of Joe's and mine. Still is a colleague of Joe's and mine, but um, unfortunately had to shift some gears and teach different grades. Um, probably the uh, one of the best math teachers I've ever worked with. Um, numerous times I would be helping my son with math and I take a picture of it and send it to, to Chabot here and be like, James, figure this out for us. I don't even know how to do this. So um, I'm excited that, uh, welcome on the podcast, Mr. James Chabot, the, the legend, um, the myth, I mean, the man, everything that you've ever heard about James Chabot, where we finally get to talk to him on the podcast. Yeah, we're, we're fired up. Welcome, James. Thank you. When you first said you were going to be doing these, I was like so pumped. I'm like, oh, when's my chance? When is it going to come? I've been like waiting anxiously. It's, it's uh, great to have this opportunity and it's been real joy listening to you guys do these for the, I don't know, last month or so. Sounds like it's been great. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. Joe, who's our, who's our sixth grade superstar we got? I have the honor of introducing Maddie. Maddie is a sixth grade superstar. She is uh, a very well-rounded student. She works hard in the classroom, outside of school. She plays guitar. She's got a big performance coming up this weekend. She's also a gymnast, spends a lot of time practicing. She's just a, an amazing kid, and she is my daughter. Maddie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And we are very excited to have you, and we're very excited to hear a student's perspective um, and what you have to give thanks for. Maddie, I'm excited to have you on the show, too, because I, I, I follow your mom on Instagram, and I see all your uh, successes in gymnastics, so I'm excited to hear what you have to say about your successes in the classroom. So thanks for coming. All right, let's jump right into the first part of the show, where we're each going to share a tool or a resource that we're thankful for and hopefully help some other teachers out there discover some great resources that are out there. So we are going to start with James. James, do you have a resource you want to share with us that really has uh, impacted your classroom? Yeah, Jeff's probably going to take a little pot shot at my age, but um, uh, <laughs> I've been, you got to understand, I've been teaching since chalkboards were still here and uh, overheads and cleaning them constantly between classes. Um, but I'd have to say my biggest game changer in my career has been the smart board slash um, active inspire um, being able to load things, create things, have things ready to go. And one click, just reset it for the next class has been amazing. Um, taking those, the, the materials, creating them. So they engage students gives me a little bit of freedom to go where the students take me has been, has been a game changer. That's awesome, James. Yeah, we use I use that uh, Active Inspire as well in my class. So I, I'm not going to make fun of you. I mean, I know you're old. I mean, you, you you talk about chalkboards and overhead projectors and things like that. But at least it's some technology that you know how to use. <laughs> I try. Yeah, like James is old school. I wasn't expecting a tech tool coming from James. I've uh, I've used. The I have to admit, I was. Go ahead. I was like cutting edge. I mean, I was cutting edge teacher for the longest time, and then just uh, technology kind of overpassed me over the years. So. Oh, I, I think you're still cutting edge, That's James. That's great. Yeah, I've I, I've used the Active Inspire well as well, and it's a, a great way to engage students. I've done something where they, uh, with the 13 colonies, and they take the colony and, and drag it to the to the right spot, and it's just a good way to get kids engaged in what they're doing, get them up at the board, get them up in front of the classroom in a way where they don't necessarily have to talk or speak in front of the kids, but uh, they can interact with something. James, how do you incorporate this into your routines? Like, what do you how how do you use Active Inspire on a daily basis? It just it's basically a framework. Um, so I you know create examples, create 
problems, um, be able to incorporate graphs and, and everything in. But then it gives me the freedom to let the students kind of guide me through the problem, allows me to compare different problems side by side as they do the problems. Um, like Joe was saying, get students up on the board, making connections. Um, there's just other tools they can use that are really good. Just but the main focus with it was to allow students to be more engaged and participate um, with the lesson. That's awesome. Uh, Maddie, do you want to go next? And obviously this is going to be a little different coming from a student, but what tool or what resource is there out there that has helped you or that you're thankful for as we approach Thanksgiving? I am I do during class at school and I feel like I do not learn enough. So I like uh, one day I just went on Duolingo uh, with my one extra minute of screen time and I made an account and then I just started using it. I fit like I haven't learned anything like that. I've been learning in German, like in the actual class, but I feel like, um, like it's helped me a lot, like with a lot of other words. Okay. So, so Duolingo is the app. What kinds of, uh, what kinds of activities or games or what do you do on it? Um, it just like gives us like five hearts and, um, like, Whenever you get one wrong, it like you lose a heart, and then you have to like buy more hearts by earning the gems from the lessons that you do. I've actually okay. seen some of my students Indeed. during our seminar time on Duolingo, and I had no idea what it was, Maddie. So I'm, I'm intrigued to hear hear from your perspective. Um, is it tailored to a specific language, or, or does any language? Um, if I'm taking Spanish or Mandarin, um, does there stuff for all those? Yeah, like at the beginning, you can pick your language, and like that's like, and you can also like go and pick a different language if you're like learning too. That's awesome. All right. All right. Thank you, Maddie, for sharing that. Duolingo. Duolingo and Active Inspire. All right. Good stuff so far. Uh, how about you, Jeff? You want to go next? Tell us what uh, what is your tool? Yeah. As an English teacher, um, I teach middle school ELA. Um, just recently discovered a, a website called No Red Ink. And um, No Red Ink, it was just a great, you know, website, you can tailor it, you can log in, you get like a classroom code, you have your students um, type in the code, and then they join the class, and then you can assign guided assignments. You pick, you know, writing, grammar, um, reading comprehension assignments, um, and then the kids log in and they complete these assignments um, on this website, and, you know, they have to answer, you know, three in a row to move on to the next one, and what makes No Red Ink really good is if they get one wrong, it gives them a, it gives them like some examples that they have to go through before they can move on. And it teaches them, you know, they have to read it and says, this is, you know, this is why you got it wrong. Here's some other examples. Um, and then it, it, you know, you can set due dates and, um, you can set, you can have them grade it for you. It doesn't link to our Schoology grade book, but you can go online and look at what the kids, what it graded as the kids. And then you just put that into your grade book. Um, it's also, uh, really useful for, uh, you know, lesson planning when you're gone. Um, you can assign some assignments on there. Um, so the guest teacher can just say, hey, you're going to be doing um, some no red ink assignment. Mr. Bologna has assigned them for you and the kids go on and, you know, they can um, they can complete the assignments that way. It's, it's actually been really cool um, to watch my sixth graders. I haven't tried it with my eighth graders yet, but I, I know my sixth graders, they enjoy it because they get to, you know, they get to see what they're learning and see and see how they improve. Yeah, I love that. I love that it sounds like it's pretty similar to Duolingo, but for ELA instead of uh, a foreign language. So kids are, are learning, and I love that 
it puts students kind of at the forefront of it, just like James brought up student engagement with, with his. And, and obviously Maddie talked about engagement with hers. I think that's, uh, you know, kind of a common thread is all these resources get students engaged. You know, and another thing that was really cool um, with no red ink is when the students log in the first like five prompts are personal. You can personalize it. So um, let's say you're you're big into Harry Potter, you're big into gymnastics, you're big into Marvel movies, things like that. You can pick those. So then when like the sample questions come up, they'll be about gymnastics or they'll be about Harry Potter or they'll be about, um, you know, a Marvel movie. And the kids really get a kick out of that when, you know, these questions come up about Captain America on the balance beam or something like that. And they're like, holy cow. So they can personalize it. So the questions are, are you know, so the sentences and things like that um, cater to them. Our oh, ELL nice. teacher also um, started using it with her class because you can, you know, you can change the grade level, you can change all that stuff. Um, so she has found it super useful as well. So they use it in my class and then they also use it in her, her um, ELL class. So it's, it's been really good so far. Nice. Very cool. What about you, Joe? All right. Well, I've got, uh, I've got one for, it's nice. We're hitting another content area. We're going to hit social studies down to, to my subject area. And the resource that I have to share is iCivics. And I, you know, looking it up, I found a statistic that close to 50% of students in our country in America have used iCivics before. So it's out there. Teachers, if you're a social studies teacher, K through 12, uh, if you have not checked out iCivics yet, check it out. It is, you know, I teach early American history and a huge part of that, and it's the unit that we're in the middle of right now, is government, American government. And iCivics was founded by Sandra Day O'Connor, former Supreme Court Justice, and her goal with the website was to just help get kids more engaged in civics. There are so many resources out there, but there aren't that many that are that actually engage the students. And if you go to the website's iCivics.org, you'll see a lot of different things that are on there. They have everything from just basic worksheets to help teach something like the executive branch. That's something that we taught and, you know, there are a lot of resources out like that that teach the basics, and iCivics has great resources for that. But then they go beyond that. They have so many games out there. So once a kid, like, learns about what the executive branch is, they can play. They've got a game called Executive Command where a kid will – it's a game, and they get to pretend to be the president in the game. And they go through basically a week as president and deal with all the different things that a president – and the executive branch might deal with. So like they, they get to actually apply the material that they learn. And just to give one more example, there's a, a game called, uh, do I have a right? And we're learning about the bill of rights and in, in the coming weeks, we're going to be learning about that. And there is a game where, and do I have a right? The kids run a law firm, they run their own law firm and they have clients come in and they have to use the bill of rights to tell these clients if they have a case or if they don't have a case with their law firm. So it's just a really cool way to get students actually engaged in what they're doing. Joe, that sounds a lot like, you know, Duolingo, no red ink for, for, you know, foreign language or ELL too. Good. Good. Also, I would assume, you know, if you're out one day, you can set up a game and the kids can go on and play easy, easy lesson planning as well. You know, that, that makes, you know, we did that episode with, with Jody Gomez about guest teaching and all of these things are good tools um, for students when, when you're out of the classroom to, to keep them engaged in the learning and not just watching a movie. Yeah, absolutely. The kids love the, the kids, you know, it's a, it's a activity that they enjoy. 
to do and it's an activity that they could do when a substitute's there and the substitute can interact with them on that. So yeah, you're exactly right. That is a good, good sub plan. Awesome. Good stuff. That's that's all good stuff. Even, even James, yours, you know, yours is a good tool for math teachers to, I mean, because math's not the most engaging subject, unfortunately. And so, you know, using, using Active Inspire engages the students a little bit more and gets them more involved. To me, the central theme of all these um, use of tech or the what we're thankful for and what's game changer is, is focus on getting the students engaged, um, self-learning. Um, like Manny said, she was, she did it on her own. She's like, Oh, this is kind of a, I got a few minutes. Let me check this out. And it, it's become something that she really enjoys um, using. So yeah, as long as it's student centered, I think that's, that's the main focus. That's a great point. And I think, Joe, what I've noticed through all of our podcasts that we've done, it always comes back to the students, right? It always comes back to the Maddies of the world, you know, our students and trying to get get them engaged and get them involved. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why we do it, right? Obviously, we talk about every week how we don't do it for the paycheck. We do it to help try to engage these students. And hopefully those resources are will help some teachers out there or, you know, get students engaged a little bit more. Yeah, and no red ink. I think is it's free. We I log in with my Google account. I don't know about iCivics, but it's for teachers out there. You just go to noredink.com and you can log in with Google and, and you you know you give your class code and off you go. Yep, iCivics one hundred percent free. That was kind of the design by it. It's designed by teachers. Uh, they have you know invite teachers all the time to come to these retreats where they're designing resources. So this isn't these aren't government officials making resources for kids that don't have, you know, that experience engaging with kids. These are teachers that are creating these games and creating these lessons. So perfect. Yeah. hundred percent free. That's great. Good stuff. All right. Now that we've each reflected on a specific tool, I think it's time to transition into uh, a more reflective space where we can take more of a big picture look at the educational landscape. And we're going to share some things going on around us at school that we're thankful for. They might be, I don't know, connections that we have with students or the camaraderie we share among our colleagues or just things that make each day in the classroom unique and rewarding. And each of us is going to share one aspect of our job that that we're grateful for, kind of related to that, related to what's going on in the education world today. And uh, I'm going to start this one. We're going to kind of reverse the order and, and go backwards. And I have kind of a generic one that I'm thankful for. And this was a tough decision for me because, yes, I'm thankful for my students. Yes, I'm thankful for my colleagues. Um, I'm, I'm you know, blessed to work in the school and with the people that I work with. Uh, but the, the one I decided to talk about is because it is a little bit unique is the inclusion programs. I'm thankful for all the inclusion programs that we have introduced in our schools lately. And this is, you know, particularly in the Northville District, but I know this is happening elsewhere as well. When I went to school, the idea of inclusion, it wasn't really a topic that we talked about, but there are so many programs and resources out there that help include kids that when I went to school, we, we didn't do anything to include. And just a couple specific examples that I have uh, at, our, at our middle school, we have the Lynx program, which was initially designed to help students, you know, provide them support, students with autism, provide them with some support with a group of people that they can not only help them give them prompts in the classroom, but they can sit down and eat lunch with and just kind of form a social group with and interact with. And we have these, you know, interactions between students that wouldn't otherwise probably be talking. And all of a sudden they're in this club together and they're learning so much from each other. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, we also have inclusion week, which just creates an awareness. We have some spirit days around it. 
we'll watch videos uh, about inclusion and about different groups of people. I know when I was in middle school, I had never heard the term neurodiversity, and I don't know if it even existed at that point. But now, you know, we're teaching our students about neurodiversity and how all brains are different and how to be empathetic and to sympathize with those people that have, you know, that think differently than they do. And uh, the, the last specific example that involved in conclusion is one of the coolest things that we have in, in Northville schools, and that's our unified sports teams. Unified sports are where we have a, uh, it, it's a team made up of, it's similar to the Lynx program in, in the sense that it's a mix of students with special needs with, you know, other students. And there there's, I think, three sports. I think there's basketball and bowling and soccer. And if you go watch one of those games, I went to a few games last, few basketball games last year, and there are literally thousands of students there watching them and the crowd is just going nuts and these students have an opportunity to get in front of the student body and have their name chanted and these are students that wouldn't otherwise be able to participate in you know uh, high school athletics and now all of a sudden they're at center stage they are just uh, included in everything and this goes beyond like the, I know their relationship that they that they build goes beyond the classroom I know it goes, they have dances that they go to together. They sit together at lunch. You know, they, they include each other in, in everything that they do, which is just awesome. And it's, it's been a growing trend and I hope it continues to grow, but I was, I, I'm just super thankful for that. Wow. I don't I don't know how I'm going to follow that. Um, that I agree with you 100%, Joe. Um, we had some of those unified, um, athletes <clears throat> come back to our school last year, remember, and talk to all of our eighth graders and sixth graders and seventh grade during inclusion week. And to watch the maturity that our, our eighth grade students, you know, when they were, now that they were seniors and talking about how they were part of this club and how being on this unified team with some of the special needs students basically changed their lives. Um, it's incredible. And I know um, our middle school where Maddie goes, they have unified sports down at the middle school level now there, which which I think is just absolutely outstanding. So that's a good one, Joe. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's a it's a really, really cool program. Maddie, do you think you want to join the unified uh, unified sports team when you're, what, do you have to be in eighth grade to do it? But I do peer links, like at lunch. Sometimes I go, to, like, I just, like, go eat lunch with them or, like, just hang out and play games with them. It's fun. That's awesome, nice. Maddie. I know we in our school with our peer, our Lynx program, I've seen, I've gone in there and they, they bought a, um, a Nintendo Switch, and so they were playing video games and stuff during social group. It was just, it's just really cool to see. Uh, yeah, Jeff, you're up next. Mine's going to be super cliche, Joe. You took uh, you took the, a really good one. Mine's going to be super cliche, and I'm going to cheat. I'm going to do two. Sorry, um, but as a co-host, I feel Fair like enough. I can cheat if I want to. <clears throat> um, my first one is um, I am thankful for um, all. You know, I've been a teacher for 19 years, um, and I also coached a lot too. I, I I coached different sports. I was a coach for about 12 years um, early in my career before you know my children got older, and you know, I will run into to former students, former athletes who now are pushing 30, have their own families and you'll run into them and they still call me coach. Um, and it's, I'm like, man, you're still calling me coach. I didn't coach. I coached you in 2007, you know, it's, and, um, 
you know, I just actually was just texting with a couple of my former athletes last night about, about some stuff that we saw on social media. And, you know, there's wedding pictures that I see all the time and they'll send me, they'll be like, coach, look at this. Here's, you know, the whole team together at, at so-and-so's wedding. And just, it, I'm just so grateful for um, the relationships that I built um, out of the classroom on the playing field or on the wrestling mat or on the golf course um, with those students. So the, the relationships you build um, outside of the realm of just my day-to-day teaching. Um, and I find that it was so rewarding and it's so grateful to see, see them grow up, um, start families, you know, say, Hey, I I'm coaching now, or I'm a teacher because of you and things like that. So I'm just grateful for those relationships. Obviously I'm grateful for all of my students, but it's just that the special bond and Joe, you know all about that. Cause I know you've coached for many, many years and James, I know you coached for many, many years. Um, but it's that just that bond that you develop as a, as a coach. Um, it's a little bit different than, um, as a teacher. So I'm, I'm 100%. If any of my former athletes are, are listening to this, um, I'm very thankful for, um, the relationships that we built, um, the wins, the losses, but more importantly, um, creating that family and still having them call me coach after all those years is, is something special. Yeah. Well, well put coach. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I know it's, it always, it always is cool to hear that. Hey coach. And I think part of the reason is these guys are, you know, like you said, 30 married, have kids, whatever. And they're like, do I call him Mr. Bologna? No, I'm a grown up now. I don't want to call him Mr. Bologna, but I can't call him Jeff. So I'm just right. going to call him coach. That, I, t- I talked about that on that episode about my high school wrestling coach. That was the hardest thing to yep. do is call him by their first name. Uh, the other one that I'm thankful for, Joe, is super cheesy, but I'm thankful for my colleagues. I am grateful uh, that I work um, where I do work. Um, I've seen some things lately that says, you know, um, it's work. It's about who you work with and things like that, that make, make your job enjoyable. And I can honestly say that I work with some of the greatest, uh, teachers around in between classes, our lunchtime discussions, um, have just been, you know, in the last, you know, 12 years have just been outstanding. And yeah, you know, you don't realize how great those relationships are, um, until, you know, you know, things got shuffled around this last year, you know, James, Ryan Sieg and Mike Sukup all taught at the high school now. Um, but you, you, you really take for granted those relationships at the time. Um, so I'm yep. trying to be a little more, more thankful. Um, you know, I'm not trying to be nicer James to, to anybody now, I'm, but I'm, I'm trying to be a little more, <laughs> let them know that I'm grateful, uh, James. So I'm thankful for you. Um, in the relationships we built and Ryan Sieg, if you happen to be listening, I'm thankful for him and Mike Sukup. Um, so just, you know, just the, the people that I come to work with, I, I don't ever really dread coming to work and it's, you know, it's because of my students and it's because of the, the people like James and Joe and Dunya, who you've heard before and Sarah, who you heard on the episode. So it's just awesome to be, to work with such good people. Yeah. Meads, Meads Mill's a special place and, and, you know, ditto to that. That's, we work in an awesome place and to, I'm going to butcher this quote, but to quote the office, it's, it's something to the effect of like, it's sad that you don't realize that they were the good old days until they're over. And it's like, we're looking back like, yep, those were the good old days. Um, and, And now I know like, enjoy it, enjoy it while you can. Right. Sorry, James. Hopefully you're not crying behind your, behind your microphone. Oh, I got, I got. <laughs> James, you got your Kleenex, yeah, you right? See. You can't, you can't <laughs> see me, but yeah. They're right here. They're ready to go. <laughs> oh, man. It's true, though, man. It is, it, you, right? You're, it's just, I just, I love, I love what I do, um, and I love the people I work with. So, you know, it's just my former athletes and my colleagues. That's what I'm thankful for. So thank you. All right, Absolutely. Maddie. Maddie, it's your you're turn. Up. You're up. What are you thankful for? 
not Duolingo. I'm thankful for like all my good teachers, but like especially one of them. Um, her name is Miss Yu, and she's my math teacher. Uh, like last year, um, my math was like not good for me. Like whenever I had to do math homework, I was always crying because I didn't know how to do it. But then this year, like she helps us so much that like I understand it a lot more, and I'm doing a lot better. What's her name? Say your name again. Mrs. Yu. All right, we're gonna have Joe. We're gonna have to make sure Mrs. Yu listens to this episode so she knows yep. the impact oh, that she's will. having. Maddie, yeah. that is and I can, awesome. I can tell you, being at home with Maddie, her attitude towards math has changed 180 degrees this year. So I am also <laughs> thankful for for Mrs. Yu because it's made life in the Rohrhoff house a little bit easier. So thank you, Maddie. Thank you for sharing that. And I know you you're always talking about her, and you know you had a party in her class yesterday, and you're just always sharing all the awesome things you're doing in there. Yeah. Maybe All one right, day you'll James. be lucky enough to have Mr. Chabot as a yeah. as one of your math teachers. I'll try to I'll try to live up to Miss You. Yeah. <laughs> James, what are you thankful for? Ah, uh, man, this was a this was a tough question, like you you have all said. Um, and when Joe told me I had to pick one, it's like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> and then I I got I got kind of did a little cheat. I'll have to admit. Um, I was you know toting my current principal tony koski kind of he's what he says all the time kind of clicked and it was it is just that it's the connections it doesn't matter if it's with staff members students uh parents anything um i feel like i've been blessed to be hired in the northville um be part of that community for 26 years and just cherishing every connection i've made from past staff members that have retired and gone to a better place <laughs> and uh you know, current staff members that that I, I work with and current students, but um, it just those connections. And I just want to make sure I, you know, on this, on this week of all weeks to say how much I appreciate every one of those um, connections I've made over the years, especially the ones that maybe are listening or I'm talking to right now, uh, Jeff and Joe. It has been really special. And it's been a privilege, you know, just to be, be able to see the, the, the passion and the compassion that teachers have for their students and, and everything is it's, it's special and you get to see it every day I mean I'm, I'm that's the thing I'm most blessed about and getting to see um, that happen but to pick one I have to say this unique this year is I have um, been blessed with the uh, opportunity to see my students that I've had in the past now that I moved up to the high school and, and you get to literally see the uh, impact you have uh, on the students because every day I have just tons of students stopping by that um, and just to say hi. Um, and a lot of them say, well, I'm just, I'm, I, I just had to come down the hall to say hi and um, s- see how you're doing and, and uh, glad to see you at the high school. So it, that's been a, an amazing thing to have happen. But yeah, that that's been a unique opportunity that I'm so thankful for um, to get to see all those students and see how much that we've had an impact on them at the middle school level. When James got the the news that he was going to be teaching at the high school, this was at the end of last year. There were a lot of uh, there were a lot of upset teachers. There were a lot of up, upset people that he was going to leave the middle school that he was at. But I can tell you, there were hundreds of people that were excited, and those were all his former students because he has built connections with those kids that uh, he is the the most loved teacher that I've ever seen at Meads Mill and to, for them to get the opportunity to see him again at the high school 
I know those kids are fired up to see him every day. Yeah, I was just going to say, I just, a couple of my, I just recently talked to a few of them and I was like, do you ever go see Mr. Chapman? Like, oh, every day I go over there and say hi to him every day. I mean, they were just so excited that, uh, you know, and, and remember when the schedules came out, I, I was, saw a couple of kids like, I got Chapman for math. I'm like, oh, I'm sure he's so excited to have you again. <laughs> you, know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so. And James, you get to see them actually mature a little bit because when they're in eighth grade, it's still a little iffy, right? But then you now you get to see them as as older, you know, and that's probably cool to see. You know, I, I, w- I was thinking about some of the some of the football players that that were stars of the Northville football team this year. I'm like, man, when they were in eighth grade, oh, I, I didn't expect them to to get this far. But God bless them, you know. Ah, uh, the the maturity and the leadership that you get to see these high school students, you know, you start seeing that it's like, oh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna become something that you never thought would be possible, which is amazing to see. Um, yeah, it's it's it it's been a real pleasure to be up there. Awesome, very good. That's a, that's a a good one to share, James. Thank you for sharing that. Not I want to add, not just me. You know, they're constantly saying how much they appreciate all the teachers they've had in the past, and so. It's it's good to talk to them about that too. Yeah, we we always tell them they're going to miss middle school when they go up, and they're like, "No, this place sucks. We can't wait." And then they come <laughs> back, and they're like, "Yep, you were right. You were right, Mister Rohoffley. It was it was nice being in this middle school." Yep, Maddie, remember that. Enjoy the three years while you can. All right, remember that. <laughs> middle school is not that bad. I'll try. Yeah, you try. Joe, can oh. I throw one more out? Sure. I'm thankful for you, Mister Rohrhoff, for. Uh, starting this this venture of this the beyond standards podcast i remember when you talked to me this summer about it you know never in a million years that i think we'd be on what episode eight already um getting outstanding feedback um you know i know a lot of teachers listen so uh thankful for you joe uh thank you for including me on this uh this adventure uh that that we've got going here awesome thank you i I appreciate that and you know right back at you i appreciate you coming along for the ride and it's it's been a an awesome journey and we're going to kind of continue it. Keep, keep going, see where this takes us. And I think that's a good spot to end it today. Uh, special thank you, Maddie and, and Mr. Chabot James for coming on. Thank you guys for coming on to the show today. You are welcome. It was, it was my pleasure. It was an awesome experience. Yeah, we'll definitely, definitely have you guys back on it at some point. We appreciate the insights today. And that's going to wrap it up for the episode. Uh, Please do us a favor as usual. Give us a like, subscribe, follow us. uh, Facebook, Instagram, we're on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can give us a follow. Please do us a favor. We're trying to build something here and we can't do it without you. We can't do it without the teacher community out there. And we would love to hear whatever feedback you guys have. If you've got ideas for shows, for episodes, uh, shoot shoot us a message. We would love to hear what you guys have to say. And uh, join us next week. We're going to be talking about the it's, it's come up a few times in previous episodes, but we're going to dive deep into AI in the classroom next week. And uh, it's it's here. It's the future. And uh, we're going to talk about give some some different tips about how teachers can deal with that. This is Joe and Jeff signing off, reminding you to keep going above and beyond those standards because you may not make a lot of money, but you do make a difference. <music>